Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. It's our first Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., our new Friday sponsor here of the Ice Guys show, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. We're happy to be a partner powered by Boston Hemp, Inc. for these Friday editions of the Ice Guys show. And we're calling it Beantown Fridays because (laughs) Boston Hemp, Inc. is our sponsor and because of who our Friday guest is on the Ice Guys show every week. It's our Boston man, Jimmy Murphy, joining us. Jimmy, how are you doing? I'm good. You guys? Very good. good. Uh, awesome stuff. Um, let's revel in our glory just a little bit uh, to begin the show of a nice Anaheim Ducks call uh, last mm-hmm. night for all three of us. Yep. Even you know, Jimmy wasn't on the show, but Jimmy was on that spot, too, that it was a tricky spot for Boston, a very long road trip back home. An Anaheim team they had already beaten in Anaheim on Sunday night figured that, you know, are they going to have that utmost, you know, pedal to the metal attitude team, weak, weaker team that they just beat? And look, it wasn't looking good for Anaheim there in the third period, although I had them first period. It was a slow start for Boston. They did get better as the game goes on. And I think with the 3-1 lead, they kind of fell asleep there in the last few minutes of the third period. Anaheim with a stunning comeback. Leo Carlson, by the way, gets another goal for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Mason McTavish ends up getting the game winner uh, in overtime. And Anaheim with a stunning comeback against the uh, Boston Bruins and cashing a big plus price for really all three of us, Jimmy, a stunning uh, end to that game. Yeah, I had him in the first period as well. Uh, and then the whole game and look, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, you're right. I mean, the Bruins did, they fell asleep at the wheel there. They laid back and and they paid for it, but it's, it's just, you know, it's not like they didn't know what they were up against in Anaheim, or at least they claim they knew. I mean, all week since that game, they've been talking about how, how surprised they were and how improved the Ducks were when they played them in that first game last Sunday night. And, you know, said how much more physical they are, how much more structure they have. You know, these were words coming from Brad Martian, the captain and the head coach, Jim Montgomery. But they were the only ones really saying it. And, and it, you kind of sensed like maybe the message wasn't getting through. I mean, they did all they could as leaders in that, you know, in that dressing room to get that message across. Like, don't sleep on these guys. They're hungry. And, of course, you know, we saw what they did in Columbus, a great win there. And uh, I don't know what happened. They just sort of collapsed. And, you know, I wrote it today. I just kind of look back. Now, I know there's a lot of new faces on this Bruins team, but at least half the team is uh, the team that was on the ice uh, when they walked off the ice after losing game seven to Florida last spring and you know we all saw in that series where three you know there were two games game five and game seven where they had late leads and they collapsed and look I'm not comparing a game in October to a playoff game but it's something that maybe you know the the bulk the core of that team needs to work on that they they just sort of fall asleep at the wrong time so uh, they've got plenty of time to correct it. But, yeah, I just – that game, I just like you guys, I start lining up as a upset for the Ducks. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely one of those games where uh, – no question about that. We felt it was a good spot for uh, Anaheim, uh, no question. And Plus, they, Greg Cronin, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, that team's been a tough out. Yeah, they, every he, single game. They could have beat Dallas, I thought, at home yeah. a week ago. They were right. even. You couldn't yeah, tell who the better team was. 
Like Crow, Crow is uh, from Arlington, Mass, too. So, you know, this is one of those games where I think he put a little money up on the board, wanted to really take that game in his hometown. It's first time ever as a head coach That's after true. being yeah. in the league for 20 years as an assistant. I uh, used to coach Northeastern. So that game meant a lot to him. And he even admitted it after that it was surreal uh, being behind the bench for a game there. So, um, you know, it, the recipe was there for a Ducks win. I'm glad you guys are on it as well. Yeah, no doubt. It was a really good spot for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. They took advantage of it. Uh, what else did we see last night? Obviously, a very busy Thursday night uh, in the NHL. Uh, we saw a lot of interesting results uh, take place. Uh, how about the struggles of the two Alberta teams? I mean, that's what stands out. You know, I'm going to go right to both of these teams. The Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers are a shit show right now. They're a disaster. And, and to think that both of those teams off multiple losses in a row come out the way they did. Calgary shut out at home by Joel Hofer. And this is no disrespect on Joel Hofer. He played a great game. But to get shut out at home by St. Louis is a horrible result for Calgary. Yeah. Again, they're having trouble finding the back of the net. I'm, I love the blunt honesty from Nikita Zadorov in the post game last night. I want to apologize to our fans. We're playing like shit right now. It's tough to watch. It's pretty accurate. Good. Uh, and I love it. He's the one guy that cares. I mean, definitely. That guy plays hard every night. There's a lot of passengers right now for Ryan Huska's team. That's an issue. Uh, I thought against Minnesota the other night, Edmonton would have a little bounce following the injury to McDavid. First game without McDavid, everyone steps up. That didn't happen. Uh, they get drilled by Minnesota 7-4. to four. And I said after that, you know what, now we're going to stay away from Edmonton for a while. And sure enough, last night they get shut out by Jonathan Quick uh, at 37 years of age, putting up the goose egg. Uh, over uh, the uh, Edmonton Oilers in that game. And that tells you all you need to know with Edmonton is that, first of all, this season they've had some issues in their own end. The goaltending from Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell has been adequate, not inadequate, it's been below average. But we usually could always count on Edmonton to score goals. And even their offense hasn't been firing on all cylinders. And now they're without McDavid and they get shut out last night. And even their vaunted power play has looked out of sync and disjointed early in the season. So, all kinds of issues right now in Edmonton and uh, good luck Sportsnet and TNT. You're going to try to push off a turd here on Sunday night, trying to hype up this heritage classic outdoor game uh, between the flames and the Oilers Sunday night at Commonwealth stadium, two teams that can't get out of their own way right now. Someone's got to win that game Sunday night. I guess you got to hype it. I was saying to Alex, I'll still take that game over bears chargers Sunday night football <laughs> uh, on Sunday night. I'll still watch the outdoor yeah. game in heartbeat over that you know, stink fest, but nevertheless, uh, Calgary Edmonton, I mean, geez, beginning of the season, we were thinking of this matchup. Okay. Calgary's going to be a lot better. Edmonton's going to be awesome. Surefire contenders. And these teams are just awful right now. And so selling that game on Sunday night is going to be a little harder. Alex, what do you make of these Alberta teams? Just awful right now. Yeah, they are. And, you know, we were saying that last night, like, wow, yeah, how, how, you know, tough is it going to be to sell this game? But really, when you think about it, it won't be because both these teams are bad. And both these teams desperately need a win. And I was saying on another show earlier this morning, I actually hate that this game is going to be played outside. I wish this was going to be played either in the Saddle Dome or at Rogers Arena because this game means so much. And I think we would be seeing classic, you know, Battle of Alberta hockey, tons of fights, tons of penalties, power play chances, goals galore. And now if the guys get all swept up in, you know, the, you know, theatrics of being outdoors and it's the 20th anniversary of the Heritage Classic and all that, they lose focus. And, and now you got two teams who play like shit, continuing to play like shit. So, um, you know, both teams should be focused and ready and, and, and hopefully they can 
tune out the the, the noise and the, and all that, and then they can go on and focus and, and play. And we'll see who you know gets the two points. Uh, my gut feeling would say the regulation draw just because of how these two teams are playing right now. But it's definitely going to be interesting. I think because of the fact that they're both struggling, that, that's the storyline to build upon now. I'm all over that under, boys. I don't know about you in that cold weather with two struggling teams that uh, really are lost right now. Uh, I think this has a underwritten all over it. Yeah, and it is winter time there right now, like officially. Yep, so. it's going to be 36 oh. Fahrenheit. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever you guys got. You got Celsius up there, Ian, but yeah, it's going to be cold. Unlike here, guys, where it's uh, it's 81 degrees here in Boston right now. Yeah, it's very mild here, right. too. It's not it's quite insane. that warm here, but we're in the 70s right now here uh, yeah. with our temperature. Yeah, We'll, we'll uh, see Florida this weekend in St. Paul. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. And this is the second year in a row, you guys, that Alberta and Western Canada has had this winter deep freeze in October. Like it's right. just unreal how quickly the wind, the, they're getting the bombarded with snow already. And these minus, you know, 10 Celsius below 30 Fahrenheit uh, temperatures already out there, which is good for the winter for the uh, heritage classic on Sunday. It's going to be good conditions for the ice. You know, it's going to be perfect. In fact, sun, but cold and light wind. So for, for the outdoor game, it's going to be pristine conditions for the ice. The, the ice actually should be in pretty good shape. Yeah, uh, Sunday night in Edmonton for this game. And I know how bad it is out there because we have our buddy Goose, Tim York, on our BetCast the other night. And here he is all bundled up like it's the January uh, in Calgary. So they're getting it too uh, out there, all the uh, cold weather, uh, no doubt. So uh, that's going to be good news, though, for the conditions, playing conditions at least for that game. But, yeah, ugly stuff for the Oilers and the Flames. How about ugly stuff for the San Jose Sharks? You talk about the worst team in the NHL by a country mile. That's the San Jose Sharks right now. Six to nothing beat down at the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Shut out for Jonas Johansson. When you're being shut out by Jonas Johansson, you know there's problems right now. Although, to be honest with you, he's been terrific now. It's actually back-to-back shutouts for him uh, against Carolina and San Jose. So, twilight zone here. But you got to give the guy his due. He's played well yeah. here these last uh, couple of games for uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Six nothing win over San Jose. Pittsburgh, how about that impressive game? A team that's been struggling Colorado just had one of those clunkers, no doubt. That was definitely Colorado's D-minus game last night. But credit to Pittsburgh, 4-0 shutout over the Avalanche. Uh, Carolina comes back to beat Seattle, 3-2. Kraken kind of lost, you know, lost, uh, ran out of gas, I guess you could say, late in that game. Very impressed by Winnipeg, 4-1 against Detroit. Hellebuck was outstanding. It's now two wins in a row that they played well and they've won since Rick Bonus's wife, Judy, entered the hospital after the seizure. And, Everyone in that Winnipeg team said, hey, we if the only way we can help Bones right now is we got to just do our job, come to the rink and play uh, every single day. And they've done that. So credit to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, and I know even though the coach is away from the team due to more important matters, obviously, uh, he's appreciating the effort his guys have put together without him. Uh, these last two wins, Montreal, Cole Co- Goal Caulfield with the <laughs> overtime winner. 4-3. I like it because I got him to score 40 this year at a nice plus number. So uh, I'm nice. hoping he gets there, and that certainly helps the 4-3 win against uh, Columbus. Uh, very disappointing from the Islanders where they battled back. They tied the game after a bad start, but they fell 3-2 to the end. It was a gem from Sorokin. Ottawa had 45 shots on goal in that game, and uh, frustrating because uh, he had one of those games, Sorokin, which is why he's widely considered as one of the better goalies and a Vesna candidate. He had one of those nights last night. Uh, against Ottawa. And unfortunately, I thought the Sens deserved a better fate, but they lost 3-2. Uh, 
The Minnesota Wild did not deserve a better fate. That was awful for them. They were outshot 24 to 9, I believe, 22 to 5, I believe, at one point last night. They lose 6 2 to Philadelphia. Dreadful performance. It's getting worse, not better for the Wild. Their defense without Spurgeon is absolutely brutal right now. And the goaltenders can't do enough to save the problems, keeping the puck out of the net. Uh, they lose 6 2 to uh, Philly. And Minnesota's in action again tonight on a back to back in Washington. We'll get to that game later. Uh, and late games last night, we mentioned the Alberta teams. And how about Toronto? The Joe Wall story continues to grow. The Missouri native continues to just be outstanding uh, in net for the Leafs. Uh, a game where, again, I think the Leafs got outplayed a little bit by the Stars last night, especially in the last two periods. I thought Toronto had a good first period, and after that, Dallas was the better team. But doesn't matter. You got to score. And Joe Wall kept Dallas off the score sheet. Leafs capitalized on the chances they got, and they get a nice 4-1 road win over the Dallas Stars, Dallas's first regulation loss uh, of the season uh, last night. Jimmy, what did you think of some of the other games on the card from Thursday? Well, you know, I mean, I was pretty homed in as I was covering the uh, the Bruins game and writing on that after. But look, I, I'm with you guys. I look around the league. I, I did watch uh, the second half of that Rangers-Oilers uh, game, and I know we were just talking about the Oilers side of that and how much they're struggling. But the Rangers are a team I've kind of been interested in um, this season, because I don't know about you guys, like I haven't really seen yet that so-called Laviolette bump that everyone talks about in his first season there. I see them still trying to figure themselves out, still trying to figure his system out. So I've been watching them carefully, um, kind of starting to, I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me. You guys might know, but I mean, I, I'm starting to feel like they could be a, a really good under team as we go forward here. Their structure's good, uh, but they're definitely having trouble scoring. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think they definitely are. Now, you're right. We mentioned this just because we've seen it play out. Islanders, Flyers, Predators, yeah. Capitals, every team he's coached the first year, they've been immediately better. They've been better than last season. So that's why we hinted at maybe Laviolette bump that first year. But I don't know if so much a Laviolette bump or playing a shit team bump last night. Like Calgary <laughs> is just a absolute uh, mess for yeah. Edmonton, I should say, is an absolute mess right now. Uh, the team they played last night, they've had a little bit of a soft schedule as well. Uh, early in the yeah. season, that's helped. I, I still want to see how the Rangers fare against, you know, Toronto and Tampa and, and other heavyweights, New Jersey, other heavyweights in the uh, Eastern Conference, Carolina for that matter. So let's see how they play against those teams. They have had a pretty light schedule so far, and I think that's factored in. What's great for the Rangers, though, and this is a positive, man, for the first time in his career, he is looking like a number one overall pick finally. Alexi Lafreniere, he's yeah, starting mm -hmm. to percolate. He's starting to get going. Goals in consecutive games. He's yeah. making great plays with the puck. Phenomenal moves, deep moves. You know, getting the defense out of position. He's looking like that number one over. This is the first time he's put together a sustained run of solid play, and it's good yeah, to see it. The Rangers fan, you're happy about this. That, that's why, guys. Too, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't consider them. You know, run in the running for Patrick Kane. I mean, that didn't go well the first time. Uh, you don't know how healthy he's going to be. But the biggest thing of all is what you just brought up. You bring him in. Now you're going to have to drop Lafreniere back in the lineup, maybe down in the third line. You're taking away these minutes and, and his, the confidence that he's building right now, the momentum he's gaining. I think it would be the worst possible move for the Rangers to do that just for that sole reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, no question. I and the Rangers, too. Credit to LaViolette because, you know, he didn't have a great preseason. And LaViolette said, we're still playing you on the second line. We're going to yeah. give you all the runway you need to find your way and get some traction going. In yeah. Not only your game, but your career, really, because you need it. 
and he's finally getting it rolling here. I've, this has been a great stretch of hockey for Alexi Lafreniere, probably the best yeah. he's had. And I'd give a shout-out to another game, too. You know, I didn't watch it, but just reading up on it, I mean, that's a huge win for the Pittsburgh Penguins over the Colorado Avalanche. Not yep. just because you're bringing down the mighty Avalanche and uh, you're beating a great team, but also just the confidence builder that that could serve. We'll really see now. Can they do something with that and carry it forward? But uh, they needed that because I think that's a team that's kind of been treading water uh, since the beginning of the season, kind of figuring out what the hell they are. Um you know, and I think it, it, if they had kept losing, and it still it still could happen, <clears throat> but I think we would have started to hear all the criticism towards Carlson and, oh, he's come in and they didn't need him. And look at, you know, and like we've seen that follow him wherever he's gone. I mean, I know he was amazing in San Jose last year. He's always been an amazing defenseman, but he's also, because he's a superstar, uh, when, you know, shit hits the fan, it's mostly hitting the fan on him. So I, I think that, you know, for his sake and just kind of acclimating himself into that system there, into that team, into that fan base, they need to get on a little roll here. And maybe that's what they needed. Yeah, we'll see. And you're right. That's a good point, Jarek. Tomorrow, Pittsburgh's playing Ottawa. So we've got the uh, Eric Ooh. Carlson against his old team. You know what that means? Let's look at some Carlson props maybe yeah. in that game. Tomorrow. Ottawa's in a bad place right now, boy. Yeah, they are. I wow. am. And I'm off. I'm off the ship after last night. I yeah, said, I got to I mean, leave this team alone for a bit now. It's crazy, right? We're all talking about the Senators and the Sabers being the teams that might make the jump in the Atlantic Division, and everybody, well, the Red Wings aren't ready yet. Well, guess what? The Red Wings yeah. are ready, and the Sabers and Senators don't look ready at all. So, um, Ottawa's in a tough spot. Lots of rumors coming out of there too. I haven't seen anybody established in my business. Or I've talked to you know a lot of people. Nobody's here. It just seems to be more fan generated that you know Pierre Dorian could be out. I heard Peter Chiarelli could return there. Uh, oh, I, heard I heard a Chiarelli Julian rumor rumbling. Yeah, Both yeah. Of them might come like, back. <laughs> let's pump the brakes. But yeah, I, I think <laughs> this Dorian is 2010 Boston Bruins, 2011 Boston yeah. Bruins. They're trying to recreate that magic. <laughs> I know, right? Well, he remember he was the assistant GM in Ottawa before he went to Boston. Right, That's right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So shit, that's where yeah. he got to start. He's from there. So who knows? But they, yeah, they're a mess. So, hey, there's another chance for Pittsburgh to keep building. Yeah, I mean, and they're a mess yeah. on the blue line now. I mean, they're a mess. on Artem Zub is an underrated defenseman. Mm -hmm. He's hurt now. Thomas Shabbat's out four to six Branch weeks. gone now, right? This yeah. freaking guy yeah. can't mm -hmm. stay healthy, Shabbat. It's awful to see Shabbat yeah. just constantly bombarded yeah. by these injuries. And it's happening again for him. Brandstrom's out. I mean, they are scrambling for five, six defensemen. Right now, they have Sanderson, Hamannick, Chikrin, and they've called up Jacob Bernard Docker uh, to the team again to be the fourth mm. defenseman. But they're still looking. Who the hell is going to be five six did, for us now? Didn't they waive him in the preseason because of cap? I think they did, and, they, right? and they've called him up now. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was surprised he slipped through. I mean, I, he was a he was a high pick, right? He wasn't he like really yeah. highly touted coming out. Yeah. Yeah. They're hurting. They're hurting. That's an over waiting to happen tomorrow. Pittsburgh and Ottawa, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely. Pittsburgh yeah. cut their offense going a little bit against Colorado. I still don't trust their defense. Ottawa's defense is just ravaged at the moment, shorthanded like crazy, depleted, and much mm -hmm. worse without Shabbat. So, yeah, that's the, that That could be a sloppy game defensively tomorrow uh, with those two teams in and, action. And you mentioned, Jimmy, you mentioned about, like I said, you know, in that Atlantic division race with uh, Detroit and, and Buffalo. Detroit, like I said, they're already set and ready. But Buffalo, and I, you know, we've said it forever about goaltending, but they also yeah. need the offense to start waking up too. It's not just what's going on in the back yeah. and the front end needs to, to get things rolling too. But man, it, you know, Buffalo, if they get a goaltender, 
they could easily leapfrog over Ottawa and, and clear there, and then all they got to worry about oh, is I'm everybody that's in front of them, but Detroit and Tampa. You know. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I just it's interesting though. Like those three teams, I think were such a a crapshoot in terms of this division uh, heading in, right. and and you know I wonder too, like. Maybe they got to talk to the young guys on this team, like you just said. I mean, Buffalo's bread and butter is their offense. And it, to me, it looks like these young kids read their clippings a little too much. Maybe got a little too big up here yeah. heading yeah. into the season, thinking they could just come in and, and be handed a spot. Like, no, you're, you're still the Sabres, and you got to prove you're not. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, we all crowned them before, you know, they had really done anything of significance. Yep. Like, this is a team that hasn't made the playoffs since the late 2000s. That's how long cue, it's cue, been. Cue the Dennis yeah. Green. Yeah. I'm still holding out hope, but I, and I actually think they might be live tonight. We'll get to them yeah, in a few minutes yeah. uh, when they that. take on the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, yep. Because I, I've got a sneak in. I've got a theory about this road trip they're on right now. And I yeah. said it the other day that watch them go on a run now. Get away from home. They had a great game against Ottawa the other night. That put it to them. Yeah, get on Jersey's the road. De- feel speaking good. of bad defense, yeah. Jersey's yeah. defense is a goddamn mess right now. Yeah, I mean it was getting hit it because they yeah. were winning so much, right? Yeah. And they're scoring so much. But you know, if you kind of zero in and look at the the, the little nitty gritty stats there, you're gonna be like, whoa, like they, yeah. you know, they they can't keep up. They're skilled. There's no doubt about it. They're a Stanley Cup contender, but they got to tighten up that defense for sure. Yeah, it's been an issue. And I've got concerns about Vanacek Schmid combination in yes, net me too. Them. Uh both of them have been oh they've been okay at times and they've been more bad than good, honestly, so yeah. far. So all kinds of uh, issues. And I always smile and Real Deal Prime, who's in our chat, is a Sabres fan. Uh, and he's been one a very dedicated Sabres fan. And I just love that he uses the late great Rick Jenneret in his uh, avatar. That's and that's a great picture <laughs> of Rick right there. We will miss that man for the rest of my life, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rick Jenneret, uh, I'll tell you what, if they, any success they have this year, we're going to thank Rick for looking up uh, on the Sabres from up above. No question. All right, let's go to Friday's games. Uh, we got six games. We're going to start with the annual Nevada Day holiday Friday afternoon game locally in Vegas because this is a 3 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. local start time. Chicago Blackhawks, Vegas Golden Knights. 3 p.m. local start time in Las Vegas. Uh, the Golden Knights minus 320 home favorite, six the total uh, here in this game. Now, it's a very interesting scheduling dynamic, kind of like we saw with Anaheim Boston, where, and, and initially my thought was, is Vegas going to be raring to go? You know, you just beat the Chicago team at the United Center uh, just recently, uh, and now you're going to have to play them again uh, in a short turnaround. But they are 4 and 2 on this annual Nevada Day holiday game at home. Uh, and they have definitely seen, uh, and there's been an odd occurrence too in these games where there's been a lot of goals scored uh, in these Nevada Day holiday games as well. So we'll see if that continues here in this one with Chicago and Vegas today. I also got um, from someone close to the situation uh, a little uh, bit of information on this game that the Chicago Blackhawks uh, are actually taking a trip to Arizona which is where they play next immediately after this game, like right after this game ends, they're not staying in Vegas to enjoy a Friday night in Vegas. They're going to Arizona for a rookie party. So it's a party for, you know, the Bedard oh. and Korchinski and all these guys, you know, When's that are next uh, game? Sunday? it's Monday, Monday, oh, so they Monday, got, Monday yeah, in Arizona, nice little break Monday in Arizona. So they're going to, yeah. So they're going to Arizona tonight, right after the Las Vegas game. And apparently they're going to make an Arizona weekend out of it. Yeah. Uh, for this and Chicago and ironically, yeah. you know, 
I think it should be what happens in Arizona stays in Arizona because nobody even knows about it because it's Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a great idea because they stay in Vegas. It might get out on social media. Yeah. yeah. So Good point. take that take that information and do with it what you will. But you know, when I'm here and they're 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 thinking of a getaway right after the game to Arizona for a party, that's not a team I'm looking to bet in a spot no, like this. No. Not at all. Um, and look, they're struggling right now. Really. If the Bedard line doesn't produce anything, you're really not getting much from anybody else right now uh, on this Chicago team. And that was the concern all along uh, coming into uh, this season. Vegas on the flip side, look, they almost got burned by Philly. Look, they were they were on the uh, ropes there down 2-1 to one in the third period, but they tied it. They won it in the final minute. But I wouldn't penalize Vegas for that, that they barely beat Philadelphia at home. Philadelphia's off to this great start. They played hard every night. They played everyone tough. I don't think that's a big deal that Vegas kind of struggled a little bit in that game and barely won it. Goaltending goes, Aiden Hill expected in net. Do you know what Aiden Hill's numbers are? 1.73 goals against 934 save percentage. Is that good? <laughs> that's pretty good. Wow. Those are eye-popping numbers. There's been no drop-off whatsoever for Aiden Hill following his great sojourn to the Stanley Cup in last year's postseason. I would expect him in net. Sounds like it's projected to be Peter Morozik for Chicago, but it's not confirmed. I initially had nothing on this game, but then Alex put it in my ear, and I'll let him talk about it first before I do, that there's been goals, goals, goals in these Vegas, Nevada Day holiday home games. I can't explain why that is, but it's been a natural occurrence uh, in these games. And Alex, that points you right to you next as to what you like in this game specifically. Yeah, I liked it yesterday with the first period over. And I'd had this game circled, especially after last Saturday, because I thought this might be a good spot for the Hawks at one point when I heard Jonathan Marchessault's comment after the game saying, you know, we had to just wake up and realize we're better than these guys after the second period. And I was like, well, that may be some bold and board material for the Hawks because they did play them tough for a good 40 minutes uh, before falling apart. That's what everybody's done against Vegas so far. They hang tough, and then Vegas wears them down and, and gets the win. But now, upon hearing this news that, you know, the Hawks have their rookie party going on. And, yeah, Jimmy, it's funny because we were both wondering before we uh, got on the air, like, wait, why are they leaving Vegas to go party? But that makes more sense now. Like I said, you know, I hidden in plain sight out there in uh, in Arizona and such. So um, I'm on Vegas uh, first period puck line as well as the first period over. I like Vegas team total. Um, this will probably be an, another route. And uh, that Vegas crowd will be rocking and rolling. Everybody's wearing white. Home team's wearing white. They want the fans to uh, bring the white out kind of feel. So this might have a little playoff kind of atmosphere to it at the beginning of the game. And I think Vegas can ride that. And we see some goals here early. Again, four and two is Vegas in these six Nevada Day holiday Friday afternoon games that they've played annually since they've been in the league six years, four and two, five and one to the over uh, in those six games. So that, that for me, that puts me a little bit on, I am going to sprinkle a little on, uh, on Vegas uh, in this uh, game, first period puck line as well and over six. Uh, I'm going to rock with both of those. Again, I don't like betting Vegas usually over the total, um, but in this spot with just the way it's transpired, for some reason they've exploded offensively and their opponent has chipped in a little bit. In fact, never mind the six, I'm now seeing five and a half at minus 130 at the score bet, minus 132 at ProLine Plus, minus 135 at Bet99, minus 140 at Betway, and minus 134 at FanDuel as well for over five and a half. So there are some five and a halfs with juice. I'll take that over five and a half here. Yeah. In this and one. and better, better play it safe 
better play it safe and lay that price. I usually wouldn't advise that with a dollar thirty or higher on a, on a total, but we may not get enough time to wait for plus money here with the gold. So. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. A little Vegas first period puck line, a little over five and a half for me, Blackhawks and Golden Knights. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Chicago, Vegas. Oh, you're muted. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, I'm right with you. I like the first period puck line. I like the first period over and I like the over total. I'm also going to uh, sprinkle a little on Jack Eichel over one and a half points as well. All right, good stuff indeed. The uh, first full game puck line, like I don't love the price. I just don't, I don't love laying a price with a first period puck line, or, or sorry, a full game puck line minus one twenty yeah. to minus one twenty five with that. So I think the first period puck line is just better value. I can get plus one fifteen, you know, at least with the mm -hmm. uh, first period puck line. So uh, that's what I'm looking at here, over five and a half in this game as well. As far as props go, I like your look, Jarek Paul. Potter is really starting to heat up for the Vegas Golden Knights. I agree with that, even though he's only playing on the third line. See, this is a team where I don't get scared of betting third, fourth line guys to score goals for Vegas because they've just got that depth. And, and Bruce Cassidy just rolls the four lines because he trusts them all, and they're all very good. So I don't mind betting a Paul Cotter to score a goal. I don't mind betting a Nicholas Waugh to score a goal for the Vegas Golden Knights, even though he's on the fourth line. He's already scored multiple goals. I think he's still undervalued. Uh, as well. Nick Waugh. Nick Waugh is one of the best fourth line forwards in the NHL. I've said that before. I really believe that. Uh, I think he is. Both ends of the ice offensively. He's as good. He's maybe the best offensive player on the fourth line in the league, in my opinion, as well. I mean, that guy is that guy can pop him in. We saw it in the playoffs last year as well. So Cotter's got value. I agree. Nick Waugh has value uh, for Vegas as well uh, here in this game. Uh, Barbashev's really starting to produce again. He's chipping in the points. I believe he's on a uh, uh, he got a goal the last game. He, he's streaky, so I could see Barbashev chipping in. For Chicago, I don't know how much they're going to score, but I don't think they're going to get shut out. And we still think as long as they're with Bedard, Felino and Tyler Johnson have some value uh, as far as their props go. Nick Felino and uh, Tyler Johnson expected to be with Connor Bedard again. So uh, maybe you look in that direction here uh, as well. All right, next up, we've got San Jose and Carolina. Uh, San Jose, or Carolina, rather, now minus four. 20 to minus 440 home favorite six and a half shaded to the under i'm going to state this right now before we get to thanksgiving in the u.s san jose or some some team in the league is going to be at least a minus 600 favorite against san jose in a game <laughs> i think it will happen yeah, i think we're getting closer and closer yeah. to there yeah. that we are going to see minus 600 with somebody against san jose uh, before u.s thanksgiving i mean it's getting worse not better for this team. Now their offense is completely dried up these last few games. They scored one against San Jose, or sorry, one against Florida, one against Nashville, shut out by Tampa Bay last night. So now you can't even count on them to score. And we know defensively and goaltending is as bad as it gets in the NHL with the Blackwood Cockinen duo in net and a very weak blue line, depth laden uh, blue line as well. Um, but the problem is now it's just getting out of whack in terms of Carol. I've been anxiously and eagerly uh, betting the opponent team total over the, and, and at times the puck line against this um, San Jose team. Um, I'm going to do this a little differently though. Carolina had a bad start last night against Seattle. Okay. They fell behind two nothing. I don't think they were thrilled with that start. You look at them tonight in this game, and you see a Carolina team that's now going to have Ajo back for a third straight game. He's going to be even more comfortable. And now they get, for the first time this season, Andrei Svechnikov back. He will make his season debut tonight, finally, 
uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So significant boost to that lineup. They're now just about fully healthy uh, up front uh, on the uh, forward group uh, pretty much. Yeah, there's there's no one of prominence. They are fully healthy. They're good to go now. Everyone's good healthy up front now for Carolina with the return of Svechnikov. They do miss Brett Pesci on the blue line, but an absence like that ain't going to show up as much when you're playing the worst team in the NHL uh, by far. Um, so I think Carolina actually wants to have a good start, which they did not have last night against uh, Seattle, even though they came back to win that game. So I'm going to go with another first period puck line here for Carolina. Minus a half, plus 105 at bet 365 for the first period puck line. And give me an alternative team total for Carolina, because now the three and a halfs, I can't take the three and a halfs. They're minus 180. Okay, is what we're looking at for the Carolina team total. And I had the over three and a half last night against Tampa Bay or for Tampa Bay against San Jose, but that was minus 160. I'm like, okay, I don't love the price, but minus 160, I'm okay laying it. Minus 180 now is just too high. That's that's just too high for my blood. So I'm going to go with over four and a half for Carolina team total. Plus 145 is the price with that uh, at bet 365. So uh, I think definitely you're going to see this team want to start better. Uh, and you look at San Jose, they give up five to Nashville, six to Tampa Bay in two of their last three games. Surely Carolina's got a decent chance, especially with Svechnikov back, even though I think they might monitor his ice time, as Rich H alludes to, and play him more so on the power play, only a little, as not quite an ease him in. I get that. But just having him back, I'm sure everyone's spirits are going to be through the roof seeing that guy back because we know they missed him. Uh, especially in the playoffs last year. So going to go with Carolina first period puck line plus 105 and a Carolina alternative team total over four and a half plus 145. Alex, Sharks, Hurricanes. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at BetMGM and I haven't seen this before until this year, but you can bet uh, certain goaltenders uh, that are props, you know, saves and shut up. You can also bet goals against. Capo Cockett and over three and a half goals against minus 130. That's actually kind of a, a tempting well, price. You like Carolina. Wow. That's yeah, that's the best way to attack it, but because you yeah. can't get anything money line, you can't get anything, uh, you know, even regulation. So that that's something to, to look for if you like Carolina sidewise. I'm just gonna play this uh, safe with the first period over one and a half, laying a dollar forty. Carolina six and two to the first period over so far. They've been one of the the hotter teams in that department, and like I said, they should be able to kind of name their score. It's just a matter. of when they want to score, how many they want to score, as far as I'm concerned. This is an awful San Jose team. Yeah, just absolutely. You know what I'm also going to sprinkle on? I can't resist that price now that I see it at Bet365. Carolina, we don't talk. We talk about this occasionally, not a ton. The first period team total. Carolina over one and a half plus 195. That's a really good price. That's a, Look, Tampa had two goals before you could blink in the first period last night against San Jose. So Carolina first period team total over one and a half plus 195. I'm going to put a few bucks on that as well. So we're going to just, you know, we're going to diversify our portfolio here. Little team total over first period for Carolina, little alternative team total, and a little bit on that first period puck line uh, for Carolina as well. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? This, this team stinks on ice right now, San Jose, as they take on Carolina. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm going to jump on the uh, the first period puck line for Carolina. I like the first period over total. I like the one you just said, the first period team total over. Uh, and I also like uh, Seth Jarvis to get a goal in this. We've talked about Seth Jarvis here, Jimmy, on the show. Yeah, he's not a bad option as well uh, for the uh, Hurricanes. Nate just got the game winner last night. He's worth a look. Uh, Nason, I've talked about Nason a lot. I don't like that he's on the fourth line. They've dropped him in the lineup a little bit. 
for uh, Carolina, but uh, and he, but he does, I think, still, I think he is still going to find his way onto the power play for this team. Although I don't see that. No, he's not even on the power play anymore. I'm seeing the power play units. I see Ajo, Svechnikov, Jarvis, D'Angelo, Natchez on the top unit. And I see Kotkaniemi, Bunting, Teravine, and Orlov and Burns on the second unit for the uh, Carolina power play. So, yeah, uh, that's definitely going to get me off the nascent props. Fourth line and no power play time. You know, that's what worries you about taking his props tonight here in this game. All right, Minnesota, Washington. We've got uh, Washington minus 125 home favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total here in this game. I mean, that's just a worry for me for Minnesota playing like that uh, last night against Philadelphia. I mean, they caught the Flyers off the road trip where they had a tough, tough loss at the end of the third period against Vegas, where Vegas scored in the final 30 seconds. And you play like that in the game last night in Philadelphia, not good at all uh, from the Minnesota Wild. That being said, you know, I'm not laying a price with Washington. I know they finally won, uh, played a good game. Offense came to life in the 6-4 to four win against New Jersey uh, on Wednesday night, but I'm still not in a position where I'm comfortable laying minus 125 with this team. That being said, they finally saw the puck go in. They finally get a little offensive confidence from that game. Ovechkin's now scored in back-to-back games. Some of their players they're counting on stepped up. Connor McMichael, they do think they like this kid. He finally scored the other night. They got Milano and Strom uh, chipping in offensively against uh, New Jersey in that victory. So they finally got some depth scoring, and Ovi is starting to percolate now with goals in back-to-back games. So those are positives for Washington. And when you've been bad and you've been losing and you finally win, maybe that's positive momentum that can carry over to this game tonight for Washington. So I, while I lean Minnesota, I don't love their form at all enough to take them. It probably will be Marc-Andre Fleury uh, in net tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And considering that, you know, he's the twilight of his career, he's not what he once was, this defense has been hanging their goalies out to dry the last several games, Minnesota. I'm not trusting Fleury to put up a brick wall here uh, against this Washington team uh, tonight in this game. Darcy Kemper in net for Washington, but... His blue line is banged up. Sandine may not play. They're already without Edmondson. They haven't been great in their own zone. Their penalty kill has been a disaster. The one thing Minnesota can still do, you know, is chip in offensively. Erickson X's been good. Hartman's been solid. Felino's gotten a goal or two. Rossi has been solid. We've cashed a couple big uh, goal props on him. And they've been scoring goals, Minnesota, even with Kirill Kaprizov really not firing on all cylinders yet this season for the Minnesota Wild. So, More than anything here, I think goals. Goals both ways. I think Minnesota scores them. Washington scores them. Minnesota has gone over the total. Every Minnesota Wild game has gone over the total since their first game of the season against Florida. They have gone over in every game. They haven't been able to keep the puck out, but their offense has been good enough to also find the back of the net. So uh, I like over six here, and there is still a six out there at DraftKings. A lot of books have six and a half, so make sure you bet that at DraftKings tonight. I like Minnesota-Washington over six, minus 120. Keep in mind, four of the last five head-to-head meetings with these teams has gotten to at least six total goals as well. So uh, Minnesota-Washington over six, minus 120 for me uh, in this one. Alex, uh, Wild and Capitals. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with that too. And I was seeing six and a half earlier, but yeah, I see that uh, at DraftKings now. So I'm going to play that small and I'm going to try and grab – uh, some five and a half in game as well, but I just expect goals galore. If I had to play a side, it would be Minnesota because uh, I just don't trust Washington. I mean, we saw, you know, just the back and forth way that they played against uh, New Jersey, you know, and it was good to see them get that hot start. They have to do that in games if they're going to win throughout the year. They have to jump out in front 
they can't uh, play from behind. You know, New Jersey, they caught them in a spot where they were able to, you know, get that momentum rolling. Like we talked about, you know, whatever Carberry said in the, at, after the second period, it worked. But uh, this is still just a, a rough team. I trust Minnesota a little bit more. But like I said, they're in terrible form right now. Uh, so you're just going root for goals. So go with the over. All right. Liking the over as well. Here is Alex with the Wild and uh, the, uh, the Capitals. I'll get to some props that I do like. And I think this is not a bad game to look at some player props. Again, we think there'll be some offense. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Minnesota, Washington. Yeah, I'm over, over, over. I like the first period over and I like the, the whole game over. And then I'm also going to do a little prop with uh, Zuccarello, three or more shots. All right. And Zuccarello, absolutely. Over shots on goal for uh, Jimmy as well here uh, in this one. I want to point out there are some changes going on here for Washington. Uh, Spencer Carberry saw some things he liked and he saw some signs of life from players that he think deserve to bump up the lineup. And it looks like he is doing that. He's pushing. Uh, I just want to make sure I get this right that every site is in line with this. Yeah, uh, he's going to bring Sonny Milano up to the second line with uh, Oshie and Kuznetsov, and Tom Wilson with Stroman Ovechkin. So there's Wilson and Milano, your two guys that might be undervalued here. So look at some props involving those two potentially. Milano scored the last game. He's gotten a promotion now, uh, and you're going to get a really good price, plus 640 at Batano for him to score a goal tonight. Sonny Milano, and then Tom Wilson as well, you know, plus uh, – 275 score a goal plus 200 to get an assist you know so that's probably what i'll end up doing a little goal and assist with wilson and the milano goal prop as well uh, because they're moving up the lineup for minnesota you know ryan hartman zuccarello as well Eck, uh, eric Sinek, i should say those three guys worth a look as far as props but i'm going to go back to the well with uh, rossi again I know he didn't come through the other night but rossi is undervalued rossi's getting chances he did have an assist in that game against Philadelphia on one of the two Minnesota goals, uh, even though he didn't find the back of the net. So, but he has been uh, very noticeable so far. And I think there's value in his props still tonight as well for Minnesota. All right, Buffalo, New Jersey. We've got the uh, Devils minus 190 home favorites, seven uh, being the uh, total. Every New Jersey's game, every New Jersey Devils game has gone over the total. It's only a matter of time, I think, before we saw a seven. I wasn't sure if it would be tonight, but. Finally, we have seen a seven. Jimmy talked about it. I've talked about it. Lethal offense, but they haven't found it at the defensive end, which was my concern with New Jersey as far as their Eastern Conference and Stanley Cup contendership status this year. Would that blue line be good enough? And right now, the Siegenthaler, Hamilton, Ball, Marino, Luke Hughes, Brendan Smith group has been not great in their own zone, and it's put a lot of pressure and stress on Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt, uh, the two goalies who have not exactly handled it well. They have had issues keeping the puck out of the net right now, uh, the Devils. They haven't had issues scoring, and who isn't on uh, a great run right now for this? Actually, Dawson Mercer is the one guy that's had a really tough start to the year, but other than that, Jack Hughes has been a point-producing machine. Timo Meyer is starting to get it going for them. Bratt's been good. Heashier has suddenly exploded the last couple games offensively for the uh, Devils, as has Tyler Toffoli. Uh, who has just been magnificent here for New Jersey the last few games. Um, we look at this matchup, though. New Jersey's not a defensive team that I trust here in this price range, laying a minus 190 price against uh, Buffalo. Neither is the goaltending. I'm going to take a shot with those Buffalo Sabres here, getting this price. I, I said after the Ottawa win when I saw it, I couldn't believe they were so bad against Montreal at home, knowing they were going on a road trip. Last home game of a homestand, put the foot down and play while well, they didn't. 
then they turned around. They start the road trip against Ottawa. They looked like they were more relaxed. You know, they looked like they were just played hockey. They weren't think overthinking it. They weren't making too many passes. They were keeping it simple, getting pucks to the net, that kind of stuff. And their defensive game, I thought, was better uh, as well. And I thought even offensively, there was more fluidity. And sometimes you just, when there's so much expectations and you don't have the start of the season, especially on that long homestand that you wanted, sometimes you just need to get on the road. Camaraderie comes together as a team. You start bonding and you just relax. And everyone starts to enjoy each other's company a little bit more. And you play better hockey on the ice as a result. And maybe that's happening with Buffalo on this road trip. Well, it's only one game. And look, Ottawa isn't in great form at the moment, but that's still a step in the right direction for Buffalo. And to me, that's enough to take them at this price against a New Jersey team that's struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. I think Buffalo's live to at least have a shot in this game, plus 160. And as for the total, I like the over, but we're going to do the Alex B. Smith strategy. We're waiting for a live over. We're going to wait for six and a half or better and bet this thing at some point live in game uh, during the first period. Uh, Alex, uh, Buffalo, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm right there with you on Buffalo, but I also kind of feel this could be a tight enough game. So I'm sprinkling a little bit on the draw at plus 375. But I am back at Buffalo here at, at a plus price. Uh, he said New Jersey's that up and down kind of a game. You can't afford to play like that against teams like Washington. You know, New Jersey is a team that I, I, I have in high regard as far as teams in the East, and you should be pasting, uh, you know, Washington with six, seven goals. There's, there's no reason to let them jump ahead of you. Now, you showed the brilliance in the second period. You got four, but then you couldn't hold on to it. So, you know, and it's early. There's a lot of teams just kind of in limbo, and this feels like it could be one of those just kind of weird kind of spot games. And like I said, Buffalo on the road, needing to get things in the right direction. Uh, I trust them to get the win here, but I think it could be kind of close. So a little sprinkle on that at, uh, draw at plus 375 as well. All right. What do you think here, Jimmy Sabres Devils? I'm with you there. I like the draw too. Uh, that was going to be actually, <laughs> maybe we won't say it yet, but it might be uh, my pick of the day. I, I love the draw on this. I think it's going to be a back and forth game. I like the Sabres in the first period as well. And uh, on the Jersey side for a little props, uh, I'm going to ride Tyler Toffoli right now. I mean, he is in fuego. What's five goals, right, in the last two games? So give me Tyler Toffoli to score tonight. Yeah, he has been very good. There's no question. I love Dylan Cousins, point and or point prop or goal slash assist prop, whichever you want. He's been on. He's been great. I mean, he's been piling up the points for Buffalo. He's on the top line tonight. He's moving to the top line with Tage Thompson and Jordan Greenway. And I'm still sticking to Jordan Greenway one more time. I know he hasn't found the back of the net yet, but as long as Don Granado keeps playing him on the top line and you're going to get plus 500 still with him to score a goal, you know, it's worth a look. And I like uh, Cousins to get a goal and an assist, both at plus money uh, here in this game tonight. Uh, he's been cooking. Uh, lately and now gets a chance to play on the uh, top line so those are some props anything new jersey i would say he sheer to foley uh jack hughes don't, don't sleep on luke hughes luke hughes goal and assist prop he's usually going to get one of the two and we saw an assist he did score a goal from the point against the islanders last week, uh, week on friday night so luke hughes has been a, a noticeable factor as well uh, for this uh, new jersey devils team and i'll remind you guys about buffalo too the road underdog role is where they were just so good last year. You know how many times they were road underdogs and they were just, that's where they were great. They were not yeah. always great at home. They were certainly not always great as a favorite or even at close to a pick them, but you got them in the, in the road underdog role last year. 
And I'm going to just rhyme off some of the wins they had uh, in that role last year because it was impressive. You know, they had road wins uh, last year against uh, some very impressive teams, especially the second half of the year. You know, they went on the road, they beat Dallas. They went on the road, they beat St. Louis. They beat Winnipeg. Uh, they beat uh, Vegas once. Uh, they had a lot of impressive victories in that road underdog role uh, down the uh, stretch, the Buffalo Sabres. Dallas was another team they beat on the road uh, as road underdogs. So it feels like this is where you want to back Buffalo, punching the up a little bit in weight class, and yet that's been what they've done best here the last uh, couple of seasons. So that's why I do believe Buffalo is live here at this uh, price uh, in this game. All right, this is the one of the two late-night games tonight. West Coast action, Los Angeles Kings, Arizona Coyotes. We've got L.A. minus 135, road favorites, six and a half being the total in this game. It's a back-to-back home-and-home deal with the uh, Kings uh, and the Coyotes. Of course, they played in L.A. Uh, on Tuesday night, and it was a 6-3 to three victory for the Kings uh, in that game, coming off a home loss to Boston. So a nice bounce back for the uh, Kings in that game. And Arizona, of course, uh, that loss snapped a two-game winning streak for them. Uh, but now they're back at Mullet Arena, a place that has just been a magical place for the Arizona Coyotes. Their home record in Mullet Arena since the beginning of last year is something else. I mean, it's well above 500. They played really well in this building. They are already 1-0 and this year uh, at home against uh, Anaheim. Now, L.A. is obviously a tougher opponent than Anaheim, but there's been something about this home ice that I've liked. And you look at LA, you know, 2-0 and on the road, so I am a little concerned about that. They played some of their better hockey on the road, but this reminds me of last year. LA beat Arizona at home in December 5-3, and then they played just a couple weeks later in Arizona, and Arizona beat them, you know, here in this building 2-1. to So I like this spot for the Coyotes, and I also like the fact that the Kings tomorrow night, they've got a game at home against Vegas, Second of back-to-back at home against the defending Stanley Cup champions tomorrow night. So here we go. Fire it up. Arizona Coyotes here (laughs) for me. Plus 118 uh, in this game. uh, Riding that home magic that they've got. And plus a bounce back. You know, L.A. just pummeled this team. Arizona's got something to prove tonight. Uh, Arizona for me in this game. Alex, what do you think? Kings, Coyotes. You know, I got so caught up the other day looking at the regulation draw on this. I completely missed the fact that this has been a great first period over series. Now eight and four, the last 12 meetings uh, after Tuesday with the 3-1 Kings lead after 20 minutes. So I could see where, like I said, Arizona had that momentum on their side. They can come out uh, and trade some blows early. So I like the first period over here. Uh, this is one I would wait and grab in game, though. I wouldn't lay a dollar forty, a dollar forty-five. You'll get enough time to where you could probably grab this, uh, maybe even laying just a dollar five or even getting plus money. Yeah, that's weird because you're right. Series history points to overs. L.A. has gone over the last few games, but Arizona. I watched that game against Anaheim, and I thought there'd be pace, and I thought there'd be goals in that game. They played a very tight, conservative, very you know, calculated <laughs> defensive game you know, in that first home game against Anaheim, and it ended up two to one. So maybe they're going to play, trying to try to tighten it up at home. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see tonight. But this is a good game to gauge as far as the total. See what the pace is early, because Arizona did play a defensive stalwart game against Anaheim, their previous home game. We'll see if that continues tonight. Corral Vimelka's in net for uh, Arizona, and I do prefer that because Connor Ingram, you know, finally had that Connor Ingram type of game. The other night against the Los Angeles Kings, he struggled. So I like seeing Vimelka back in there tonight for uh, Arizona. Phoenix Copley in net for L.A. And I'll tell you what, 
Uh, Talbot actually has been okay this year. Yeah, he's had a couple bad starts, but he's also had some good ones. I haven't seen much good out of Copley this year. And that game he had against Carolina, I still remember it. He was awful in the first period. He got pulled, and uh, I worry about him a little bit. And I think that's a plus that he's in net tonight for L.A. That's a plus for Arizona. Uh, I mean, what do you think here, Jimmy, L.A., Arizona? That's what I think. <laughs> a little Warren Zenon there, yeah. <laughs> Going with the first puck line of the day, boys, a reverse puck line. Give me the Arizona Coyotes, minus one and a half. There we go. And they've played that before at a many an Arizona home game. Uh, obviously, yep. Werewolves of London, of course. That great classic from the 70s. But uh, there you go. That's a Jimmy Puck line. So going a step further with it. Arizona uh, minus one and a half here uh, in this game. And that's an alternative puck line. So uh, guessing is without looking, but I'll look at it right now just to confirm. You'll get somewhere around plus 200 on uh, Arizona alternative puck line here in this game. No, plus 240 for uh, Arizona with the alternative puck line. So, yeah, absolutely outstanding value there. Uh, here for uh, Arizona in this game. So it just makes sense, right? L.A. just beat him at home. Now Arizona's got him back. Arizona wants to play better. They've been good at home. L.A.'s got Vegas tomorrow night. So it really does line up nicely. doesn't mean it's going to win, but it's a nice situation here that's lining up for Arizona tonight. All right, Blues and Canucks. We've got Vancouver minus 190, home favorites, six the total in this game. Oh, quickly on props, Cooley, goal and assist, Keller, goal, Trevor Moore goal, because he's red hot right now for the LA Kings. They can't stop that guy. Uh, Those are some of my favorite props there uh, in that game. All right, Blues, Canucks, Canucks minus 190, home favorite, six the total in this one. Vancouver off the long road trip. What do we get from them tonight? They were out uh, east for a while. They played Philly. They played Florida. They played Tampa Bay. uh, And then they played Nashville. uh, And now they're back home. They won the last two games of that road trip. Now back home to conclude it here uh, against the uh, St. Louis Blues. I like this Vancouver team, though. I don't really want to go against them. It's not a great spot for them. I worry about coming home, but uh, I do like the way they're playing under Rick Tockett. The defense is getting at least a little bit better. They only gave up 18 shots on goal against Nashville. So that is significant progress we're seeing from the Vancouver uh, defense. Uh, The goaltending from both Thatcher Demko and Casey DeSmith uh, this year has been pretty solid as well for the uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks. I I just don't love this spot enough, though, and I don't love this price enough to take Vancouver. Uh, And look, St. Louis is playing okay right now. Uh, They've won uh, two of their last three. They beat Pittsburgh. They did lose to Winnipeg, a a Jets team not only playing well, but they were inspired for their coach who was away, Rick Bonus from the team. Uh, And then last night, a solid win against Calgary, but I I can't overreact and give them too much credit for that win against Calgary because the Flames are a mess right now. Bennington's off to a great start. You can't deny it. This has been an outstanding start to the year for him. He'll probably be in net tonight after Joel Hofer got the start last night. And he's got good numbers this year. Two and one, 1.69 goals against average, 945 save percentage for Jordan Bennington going into this game. So this is probably one of the best starts he's had uh, in a couple of years, at least, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So it's a game I don't have a whole lot on. I don't love anything sidewise. I think Vancouver's the better team. I just don't like the spot or the price enough. I don't trust the Blues enough uh, against a better team on a back-to-back uh, on the road. So I'm passing the side, passing the total, too. I think the total's tough because you do have Bennington in great form. Um, and, look, Vancouver's probably going to start Demko. He's played well. So uh, is this an under? I don't know. But series history says over. There's been more overs than unders recently with these two teams. And St. Louis has actually played Vancouver very well. 
winning five of the last six. So I'm just all over the place with this game. If I bet anything, it'll be player props. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Blues, Canucks. Well, you guys should know if Ian's passing again, then I certainly don't have any kind of thing on it. But no, jokes aside, uh, I would lean toward the over. This might be one that I'm watching if I see, you know, kind of dictate where and see where the pace goes with this. Maybe look for, you know, something. I'm talking about, like, not even the first period. This might be something like second period. Like, see what adjustments are kind of being made kind of a game. It's, it's, just, it's definitely a watch and feel kind of a contest. So uh, with better spots on boards, a pass for me. Yeah, my props I'll mention in a minute. First, Jimmy, what do you think here? St. Louis, Vancouver. Pass. There you go. That's all he's got. Just pass, yep. and that's okay. This is a good props game. Rich H is on to something with Mikheyev. I agree. Mikheyev with the uh, over two and a half, four shots. Quinn Hughes, how many times have we – let's do our Quinn Hughes shots on goal uh, tracker here. If it's two and a half and it's plus money again, you got to bet it. He's just flying over the shots on goal numbers. Have they adjusted it? Oh, they've adjusted it a little. We've gotten it from plus 150 to plus 130, and now the over two and a half is plus 105. Still not enough. You got to bet over two and a half, Quinn Hughes. I mean, he's had three plus shots in every game uh, and four or five in a majority of the games. So you got to look at that uh, until they adjust it. Two and a half plus 105 is not enough of an adjustment with that. Quinn Hughes to get a goal, to get an assist, the sprinkle is worth it. He's shooting the puck a lot more. If you hit, uh, it's like hitting the lottery on his goal prop in the 600, 700 range. Ilya Mikheyev to get a goal and an assist. Again, playing on that top line for Vancouver. I agree with that. Brock Besser, because he's just uh, on fire to start the year, which is great to see. Uh, but Mikheyev plus 300 to score a goal, plus 225 to get an assist. Uh, Brock Besser uh, plus 175 to get a goal, plus 135 to get an assist. Uh, and then on the Blues side of things, Robert Thomas. He'd be the one I'd look at for the uh, Blues. Robert Thomas, little on uh, Buchnevich as well. Uh, those are the main ones uh, that I would uh, consider. Kapanen moved up to the second line, by the way, last night, and he did score. So maybe Kasperi Kapanen, who is a very flighty player, you know, erratic, streaky, but now he's on the second line for St. Louis. Uh, maybe you look at uh, his props as well here uh, in this game tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So those are the majority of the prop looks for me in this one. Uh, Besser, Mikheyev, and uh, Hugh, Quinn Hughes uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And Quinn Hughes, again, that over two and a half. You just bet that until proven otherwise right now. It's been slow to adjust. You know why that was over two and a half? It's such a plus price on him to begin the year because his shot volume the last couple of years hasn't been anything close to what we've seen this year. But so far this year, he's had one game where he had just one shot on goal. But other than that, he had three, four, four, five, and three in all the other games and it's over two and a half at a slight plus plus price. So excellent value there for sure uh, with his shot prop. All right. That is the Friday card. Our first bean town Friday uh, ice guys show for the season, courtesy of our new sponsors, Boston hemp Inc. Uh, make sure you check them out. Boston hemp, INC uh, dot com. And uh, before we continue, we've of course got lots more to go hit the like button, by the way, 223 yeah. live viewers uh, on the uh, show. Uh, the Ice Guys family plan, $9.99 US per month. Make sure you join that. Our daily betting card, our player props, our bonus features, bonus content, bonus videos and shows, Q&A stuff that Alex and I will be doing exclusively for uh, Ice Guys family plan uh, members. We have a bonus extra second betcast coming up in the month of November, uh, in addition to the regular one that we'll be doing uh, just for Ice Guys family plan members, where only family plan members can watch the betcast. And only family plan members can take part uh, in the BetCast. So 
Uh, that's coming up in November. We're definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, uh, got a bunch of stuff going with the family plan. We also got stuff with the Patreon page too. Patreon.com slash last guys. I got my goalie charts uh, updated. We got Chris Otto's first period and charts uh, all yep. detailed. Those have been updated. We've been, we've been posting those right away uh, in the overnight so you can have those and save them. So all of our text and, and, and image uh, stuff you can find over the Patreon page and all of our video content, of course, and the different bonus features available through the family plan on YouTube. All right. Good stuff indeed. All right. We got bargain bin special of the night and best bets coming up right after we hear from our new Friday sponsor, Boston Hemp Inc. It's bostonhempinc.com. Uh, make sure you uh, check it out. Our brand new uh, Friday a sponsor and all the goods there. Uh, great stuff. Great uh, products there for anyone uh, that's interested. Check them out. Bostonhempinc.com. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, wonderful stuff. And, and shout out to the guys over there in Boston Hemp Inc. Uh, for sponsoring the, the Friday segments every and the Friday shows um, throughout the first half of the season and stuff. They've been very awesome. And I uh, want to welcome them to the family. Yeah, exactly. Don't beat in that ad. I agree, Raymond Reddington. I love that. That's the uh, a beat that you can just get your groove on, too. I agree 100%. All right, hopefully we can get our groove on with some more bargain bin winners here. Bargain bin special of the night time. I know you guys love this segment uh, so much. And, uh, of course, Jimmy, as you know, this is our segment where we give out a gold prop of plus 300 or better uh, on the card. Uh, Alex, uh, we'll start with you on this one. What do you like for bargain bin special on this Friday night? Yeah, you totally teed it up with uh, Jordan Greenway, uh, Buffalo Sabres, playing on that top line. Like you said, they need to get things rocking and rolling. And this is that kind of a game, right, where it's not necessarily going to always be a pretty Tage Thompson goal. It's going to be something kind of gritty. It's going to be, you know, the, the the dirty work that gets things done. And Greenway is that kind of player. Get in front of the, you know, the net, get something and clean up the crease and, and find a way to get a goal here. Uh, so looking at, at his spot, like I said, plus – I was able to grab it earlier, bringing it up at plus 500 at FanDuel. That's the best price available. So we're going to go with Jordan Greenway to get a goal for the Sabres tonight. All right, Jordan Greenway, Buffalo Sabres. And again, he, he's, he's not a gifted goal scorer, but as long as he's on the top line and he's getting that kind of price, he's worth a look, in my opinion. So there you go. Uh, Jordan Greenway, Buffalo Sabres for uh, Alex B. Smith with his uh, bargain bin a special of the night. Uh, Jimmy. Uh, what if you, if you got something in mind for bargain bin special of the night tonight? I do, guys. I'm going to go with Mr. Carter, Mr. Paul Carter, uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. You can get them at uh, plus 425. I'm looking at. All right, I like that one too. Uh, Paul Carter, uh, Vegas uh, uh, Golden Knights, and a really good price on that, north of plus 400 uh, for him to uh, find the back of the net uh, for the um, Vegas Golden Knights. And look, in in a annual Nevada Day holiday game where we have seen 
uh, that team score a bunch of goals. Uh, keep that in mind. So uh, definitely something to uh, keep in mind. Uh, my uh, prop here, as far as um, bargain bin special of the night, this is not as big a price as I normally have, but for as red hot as this player is, and this is actually a player for a team that I'm actually betting against tonight, but that's the beauty. I could be betting on the other team, but that doesn't mean I can't bet player props, you know, involving the team, a team I bet against. And that's what I'm doing here tonight with LA and Arizona. Trevor Moore is just dramatically underpriced right now for the Los Angeles Kings. He's been tearing it up for them. Uh, he has been getting chances. He's been going to the front of the net with regularity and he's doing all this. He does get on the power play, but five on five, he's doing this from the third line. Uh, it's been impressive. Four goals in the last four games for Trevor Moore of the Los Angeles Kings. And you can get him at plus 330 at FanDuel uh, to find the back of the net tonight for the Los Angeles Kings. So Trevor Moore, LA, plus 330 for my bargain bin special of the night. All right, best bets now to wrap up the Friday show. Alex, what do you got for best bet? Yeah, we're going to go out to Vegas and um, look at Chicago, Golden Knights, Nevada Day. Hawks are thinking about partying in Arizona. Vegas trying to keep this undefeated streak rolling. Aiden Hill, 22-7 and seven since February 9th of last year. I think he gets another win, but I think we see goals here early. So give me the first period over, one and a half. Minus a dollar 30 between Hawks and Knights uh, this evening. That's my best bet for Friday. All right, Chicago, Vegas, over one and a half first period for Alex B. Smith at minus 130, which is a more reasonable price than we often see uh, with first period overs. So I uh, liken that for his best bet. Jimmy, what do you like for uh, best bet? I'm going to go with the Coyotes there in the reverse puck line. Give me the Coyotes minus one and a half. All right, at plus 240, a great price with that as well. Arizona, minus one and a half, plus 240 uh, on the uh, puck line. My best bet, we like goals in the nation's capital tonight. Minnesota, Washington, over six, minus 120. Uh, that is going to be my best bet. Minnesota's an over machine ever since the first game of the season. Uh, they miss Spurgeon badly, no question. Uh, and they've just been out of sorts at their own, in their own end without him. Washington finally with some offensive confidence after putting up half a dozen against New Jersey. I think that carries over. I also think Minnesota finds the back of the net against a suspect Washington D and Darcy Kemper, who's had a less than inspiring start to the season. So uh, wild and capitals over six minus minus one twenty uh, for my best bet for this Friday card. That'll wrap up this edition uh, of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. And since we only hear from Jimmy once a week, I actually like to get a final word from Jimmy Murphy before we always yeah. wrap it up on Friday. Jimmy, anything you want to say before we say goodbye? Not much guys. Just have a great weekend. Enjoy the hockey. Uh, and uh, I look forward. I know, you know, they're not playing that great right now, but I got a feeling we might see a, a pretty good game uh, in Edmonton on Sunday. Gosh, I hope so. I mean, with the two teams that suck like right three, now. three, two Oilers in overtime. Yeah. That's I hope we see it. Yeah, a competitive game, compelling game, just enough goals. And I want to see some. I want to see some bad blood. I want to see some anger from these two yeah. teams because they should be angry. They should be yeah. pissed off. And now they're playing each other. Yeah. They're rivals. They have a pretty bitter recent history. Although one of those guys that was part of that bitter recent history has just retired, and we will shout him out, Zach Cassian. Uh, retiring, oh, yeah. uh, just uh, yet making it official yesterday. Uh, look, solid career, dropped the gloves a lot, uh, even chipped in offensively, like a little underrated at that end. He was a guy that was capable of chipping in every now and then, but certainly would always do well by his teammates, stick up for them. So shout out to Zach Cassian, and we yes. wish him well 
uh, in uh, retirement now from uh, hockey. Uh, great stuff. Hit the like button on the way out. Uh, everyone tuning in, we appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in video form, in audio form, I should say, on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will see you tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern, for the Saturday edition of the Ice Guys and a big card on deck. See you then. Mm-hmm.